This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafuma. Mark Thompson. Get woke. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Thursday time, once again, for your favorite segment and mine, Thursday Coast, with the founder of the largest online progressive community and the founder of Civics with a Q and the host of the ever-popular podcast, The Brief, Marcos Melitzis. Hey, buddy, how are you this week? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good to talk to you, uh, as always. So you've had a chance to take an even closer look at what might happen in November, correct? Yeah. Um, at least we're starting to get some idea of the contours of what that election is going to look like. Now, historically, if you've been watching the show, you've been hearing us talk. Uh, we've said lots of times how in a midterm election, the party in power in the White House historically loses a lot of seats. It's just what it happens. Our system's broken. It's not designed to allow anything real to happen. So what happens is a new president gets elected and, uh, and the supporters of that president feel demoralized because nothing's happening. You know, Obama took, what, 18 months to pass the Affordable Care Act. Joe Biden never got his Build Back Better bill passed, right? So people get demoralized. Right. Uh, and the supporters of the other party feel disenfranchised and that's very motivating. It's, it's motivating, motivating to be out of power. And so that's why you had the Tea Party under Obama, you had the resistance under, under Donald Trump and you have this QAnon, whatever they are, you know, the insurrectionists under, under Joe Biden. So those are the general dynamics in any midterm election. So in a normal year, we'd be looking at historic Democratic losses in Congress, losing both chambers, blah, 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 right? That's, that's the norm. It's clear that this is not a normal year. Now, I've been hinting at it for the last year, not out of wishful thinking, but just sort of looking ahead, right? We knew that the Supreme Court was going to toss Roe v. Wade, and that was going to have cataclysmic effects politically. We knew that Donald Trump was not going to exit the political scene 
And it's hard to have a referendum on an incumbent president in a midterm election if the old guy's not, you know, he's, he's, if he's still campaigning as though it's the presidency, right? We knew the January 6th commission was going to be doing stuff, right? So there's, we knew things were coming that might have an impact, but it was all very theoretical at the time, Mark. You know, I was just thinking like, this is not a normal, we don't think it's going to be a normal midterm election. Well, it's less theoretical now because the Supreme Court has gotten rid of Roe v. Wade. Donald Trump is running for president. I guess he didn't announce it. Uh, what was it? Monday night in D.C. But he all but said, I'm running for president. Right. And uh, the January 6th commission has had a more dramatic political impact than than um, I, I think maybe anybody really foresaw particularly since we don't expect much from Democrats. I think there's a lot of credit to go to Liz Cheney as much as it pains us to say that, right? I mean, she, she, had, she gave that committee some teeth, some fangs. I mean, it, so <laughs> those, those factors um, are, are suddenly at play. And so what does that mean? It means that Donald Trump is running for president. He's taking fundraising and he's taking attention away from Republicans running for, for House and Senate. He's making it about himself, which mobilizes our base. Their base, remember, Republicans turn out. They don't need to be motivated to turn out. It is a Democratic base that is difficult to, to turn out. So, so Donald Trump is doing a good job of getting our people riled up. Um, obviously, Roe v. Wade just completely changed the equation. And the reality is that, that abortion rights are extremely popular, overwhelmingly popular, in this country, the idea of, of um, restricting those rights is incredibly unpopular. I mean, the idea of criminalizing doctors who perform abortions, like only like 20 percent of Americans actually agree with that. And that's exactly what's happening in Indiana with this doctor that that um, um, performed an abortion on a 10 year old rape victim. So. Those stories are not going away. We're hearing a story in Texas. You know, we just heard a story about a couple that, that was trying IFV. Uh, they're trying to have a baby through in vitro fertilization. And she, the, the woman had two or three uh, miscarriages in this process. They're having a really hard time having a baby. This last, the first two times, they had no problem getting a, a, a DNC, right? Once When you pull out the, the dead fetus, um, this time, though, hospitals refused to treat her. She was sitting in a bathtub bleeding uh, for two weeks because hospitals were afraid to perform this, um, this procedure, right? So these stories are getting out. People are outraged, particularly suburban college-educated white women. We always talk about suburban college-educated white women because they are the only swing demographic. And if you ask them about abortion, it's, it's not even close. If you ask them about yeah. insurrection, it's not even close, right? So... Uh, and they vote. They're an important swing vote because they actually they actually vote. So we have that factor. Now we're starting to see polling that shows Democratic generic congressional ballot. This is you ask everybody. Obviously, you're not going to poll 300 and uh, 435 districts. Right. So you ask everybody right. who are you going to vote for? And Republicans in the aggregate, you look at all the polls, you don't cherry pick the ones you like, the ones you don't like in the aggregate. It was about Republicans, even to plus one Republicans over the last year. Since the Dobbs decision at the Supreme Court that invalidated Roe v. Wade, 
We've seen an average about three to four points in the Democrats' direction, and that number is still moving. It still hasn't bottomed out. We had a poll yesterday that it was Democrats plus six. So again, I don't want to cherry pick. You know, we're not going to cherry, but the trends are moving definitely in that direction. We're seeing the same thing in civics polling as well. Ironically, Joe Biden's numbers absolutely suck. Joe Biden, <laughs> but he is almost becoming non-story because Donald Trump, abortion, and the January 6th commission have become so loud that Joe Biden, indecisive about $10,000 in student loans, is almost sort of lost. It's become less important than these major threats to both our democracy and our core rights that are starting to define this race. So we just had Republicans in Congress uh, vote nearly in mass against contraception, against the right to contraception. To the point where even Republicans are going like, wait a second. And we, we you know, you can go into, into conservative forums on Reddit, on Twitter going like, all right. I, you know, one, was, one guy was funny. He's like, yeah, I know that, you know, Nancy Pelosi is is evil and, and she's trying to screw us. But I read through this bill and I don't see the problem with it. <laughs> you, know? Mm. So, you know, you're starting to get inklings in our brain that that wait a second, this, this these Republicans are doing things that maybe we don't quite agree with. So that's the shaping, the, the contours. Right now, I would say that the Democrats pick up seats in the Senate, shockingly, and we may lose the House by a handful if the election was today. They were saying 30, 35 seat loss, you know, Democratic losses. I would say right now, maybe we lose five because that generic ballot, um, Democrats may be plus four on a generic ballot, but because of gerrymandering, it means right. that the generic ballot needs to be at around plus six for for Democrats to hold that even. This is not right. a democracy in any in any sense that you might think is logical. The Senate is not democratic. The House is not democratic. So we have some headwinds aside from history and aside from Joe Biden's unpopularity. We have some headwinds that we need to deal with, but we are in the game and the trends are moving in our direction. And I really still don't think that that the Dobbs decision, the abortion decision has fully sunk in to the mass electorate. That's going to be part of this debate. I think the contraception votes, uh, there's going to be a gay marriage vote. And this gay marriage vote in the Senate is, is already passed in the House. It's going to be freaking fantastic, right? Because we're probably going to get 10 votes right. to pass it. So we will codify in, in law, we'll make it Supreme Court proof or at least Clarence Thomas proof to invalidate gay marriage. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But it's so the majority of Republicans are going to vote against it, including Republicans running in the Senate in North Carolina, in, in, uh, in Wisconsin, uh, in, in, um, and, you know, you know, people like, uh, like, uh, obviously, you look at Georgia with Herschel Walker, you know, you're going to get the Republicans right. that are running that are not in Congress right now are still going to have to come out and say, yeah, we're we're against this stuff. So it's it's almost the best of all world politically uh, useful and policy wise, because it's probably going to pass. Uh, there are 10. There's already on the record. There's five or six Republicans that said they're going to vote for it. There's a whole bunch of them that are that are being all wishy washy. They'll, they're probably the votes will probably be there. And if they're not, 
Uh, it's just more ammunition to use against Republicans, generally speaking. So this has ironically become a cultural war election. And for the first time, it doesn't benefit Republicans, right? I mean, are they talking about stupid caravans from Honduras? Are they talking about critical race theory? No, they're on their back heels. They're being defensive. They're being forced to, to defend Trump. Any Republican sticks its neck out. You know, the first question is, do you support Donald Trump running for president again? And they all they all get all, uh, you know, if he wants to, it's his right. They, they can't they can't even provide a safe, uh, clear answer. They are stuck on the gay marriage. But I mean, we saw Marco Rubio say when he was asked about it with Tammy Baldwin in the elevator with her. And Tammy Baldwin's a Democratic senator from Wisconsin. She's gay. She's the first openly gay, um, openly lesbian Senator, might be openly gay, period. Um, he was asked about gay marriage and he said, and he said that, that, uh, um, oh, I forgot the exact words, but it's like, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a, it's an unnecessary messaging vote. And I know lots of gay people in Florida and they, they're worried about gas prices. I mean, that, that was his, that was his answer. So that, that, I mean, that right there is what's left of the Republican message right now gas prices, gas prices are coming down. Doesn't mean yeah. it can go back up, but every time that the, that price drops, you know, another 20, 30 cents, it, 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 it sort of takes a bunch of steam out of it. Inflation, inflation. I mean, these are real issues. Right? I mean, not, let's not pretend that people aren't concerned about inflation yeah. and gas prices, but ultimately this election is going to hinge around abortion. It's going to hinge around gay marriage. It's going to hinge around Donald Trump and those help us with the one swing constituency, suburban white college educated white men, women, and it gets our vote out, which is mm-hmm. why I don't know mm-hmm. why Biden's still diddling with $10,000 in student debt relief, right? I mean, right. Um, political malpractice, but we are, we are in a place where if our, we, if our vote turns out and theirs is even slightly depressed, and there's a lot of infighting, the DeSantis, the Trump, like they're all fighting each other already. Even the slightest drop off, we may be we may actually get out of this election, not just with our majorities, but with bigger majorities. And, and that's still a stretch right now. It's, I'm not I'm not predicting that we win the House. But I am saying that today we probably win the Senate and uh, and we're close to being break even in the House. It, um, OK, so first of all, on the marriage equality vote in the Senate. Um, you think there are enough votes for cloture to break a filibuster, to break the 60? Yeah, I I mean, we're at at least five, I think it might even be six Republicans that are already for it. And and there's enough people who have been sort of wishy-washy on it that that, um, I, I, I think the votes there, and I'm like, I'm I'm talking people like uh, like what's that dumb um, dumb guy in in Alabama, the guy who beat um, Tuberville. Yeah, Tuberville, who may be the dumbest human being in in this in the Senate. Like I, not me. He is dumb. Mm. He's he was like, I don't care what people do. Why why would we care? I mean, so if people like him that are sort of like the core and, you know, he could be strong armed into voting against it, right? He's not a very bright person. 
but it seems very clear that there's not a lot of appetite to vote against marriage equality with a with a fairly large swath of of Republicans. And particularly, I mean, even even Mitch McConnell has been wishy-washy on it. I mean, I they don't want the vote because I think McConnell knows that it puts a lot of his candidates in a tough place. But are they also going to mortgage and you know further support with suburban voters by opposing something that is supported by at this point it's about 70% of Americans. I mean are they yeah. do they how many votes on the fringe can they handle? And maybe contraception's too maybe it's too either too confusing for people to understand or so mind-blowingly idiotic that they just can't believe it's real. Republicans didn't just vote to to take away my right to contraception. Like, I don't think people believe that. That is so wacko. You know what I'm saying? And I guess too. Gay marriages, they can get that. Gay marriage is understandable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some people probably are confused contraception. I mean, sometimes they use that term is used interchangeably with abortion. um, Unfortunately. But what's interesting about it is um, just as I've said this before, folks, uh, for those, you know, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Most men support contraception. All right. I mean, that's just <laughs> now the, re- the reasons are pretty obvious. Yeah. Even even <laughs> even 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 Republican men who would vote for it. Contraception has not been a bad thing uh, uh, at all. So. So there's that. So that's good if, if that's going to go through and that will be that will be codified. But but it says a lot that people would vote against contraception. And hopefully that will be a mobilizing agent. Uh, Biden's numbers, though, is 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 he purposely or is it just in his best interest to just lay low for now? Because, I mean, at this point, at this point, yeah, hide hide. I mean, I don't know if he realizes that. I don't think he realizes just how unpopular he is. And I think he's he's just out of touch. And, you know, I've, I've never been shy about talking about Joe Biden's age. Right. He, you know, he just he put out a statement against something or other and it started with call me old fashioned, but it's like that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants somebody who's old fashioned. Literally. In, yeah. I mean, why are you calling attention to the fact that you're clearly, I mean, you're, you're you, student debt. He promised this in his campaign right. and, and they're all, right. they're all. So the latest on that, by the way, is I saw a theory that says that, that Biden's decided on $10,000, but he's worried that if he, he does $10,000 that the NAACP and other groups will bash him. Great. Make it 20. The end. Like, I don't understand. Or. Just get rid of interest. Make it a, a from now on clear interest. Make it a interest right. that alone may save more money than right. ten thousand or twenty thousand. Because the problem with student loans is a predatory interest rate, and you take that away, then nobody can be like, oh well, somebody's getting a free ride. No, no, they're right. paying back what they borrowed. Right. You can make an argument about interest if you want, but I don't think it, it'll get very far with people. People are paying back exactly what they borrowed. Right. And so. Um, you, you see it in that. You see it in this obsession with talking about bipartisanship. Nobody gives a 
darn about bipartisanship. It's not a winning argument. It does not move the numbers. His numbers are going down by the day. Just objectively, I keep talking about bipartisanship, yet why do I become more unpopular? Because maybe nobody <laughs> gives a darn. Republicans ain't right. going to give you credit. Democrats right. ain't going to give you credit. And independents think it's all BS. Yeah. Even yeah. if it was true, they don't believe it because they're so cynical and nihilistic. I, I wonder if he's getting advice from Obama, because remember, that was Obama's thing. Oh. Uh and and but I mean when we get why he had to do that, he could he could never appear to be the angry oh, I, yeah, black I man, it. you know, you know, and but a lot of us, I mean, you know, you remember we had white callers call us and say, I need the angry black man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump was the angry white guy. That seemed to be angry, right, I mean, right. Fair, to be fair, he lost. So maybe yeah. there's something to being the angry guy that's actually not good. But yeah, your point. But you, totally you, can, you, you cannot be the angry Joe Biden. Both things are possible to be a non-angry Joe Biden and not to run around talking about bipartisanship, which isn't real, which isn't working. And frankly, the 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 voting age public is even young people are intelligent enough to see that your real problem is Joe Manchin. You can't talk about bipartisanship with another party. You can't even get your own party. Your own party. <laughs> yes. right. and, 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 and frankly, a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people yeah. criticize Biden for Manchin's behavior because they feel like, wait a minute, you're the president. We elected you to do something about this. Why can't you make Joe Manchin do what he's supposed to do? That's when I look on social media. That's what people say. And I, I get it. That's naive, but that's still more than the two of us. There's a large number of people who believe that even what Manchin is doing or not doing, Joe Biden bears some responsibility for it. So they, they got to get that together. Yeah, but that's that's always the problem with the filibuster in the Senate. Right. It's that people right. I mean, it's been pulled. I'm not making this up. Right. It's been pulled. The vast majority of Americans don't understand the filibuster. I mean, I'm talking like 70 percent. And when you explain it to them, there, you know, I think Pew did a whole thing on this. They don't believe it because it makes no <laughs> sense. Right? Right, right. So so people look and go, well, Democrats have control of the Senate. Why doesn't stuff pass? And it's because they you can argue oh, it's a filibuster. It's Joe Man. People don't want right. like you're making excuses. Democrats control right. the Senate. Right. Why can't stuff pass? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the thing is, when Republicans say control the Senate, same crap happens. Right. I mean, it's it's, it's this, the, the chamber is designed to be broken. It's designed for the opposing party to retake it two years, four years later, because the argument is easy. It's a do nothing Senate. Nothing ever happens. We'll we'll be different. And it, no, they won't. As long as the filibuster exists, it won't be any different. So it's not, yeah, it, it's just not an argument that flies politically, which is why it's why that Clarence Thomas and Donald Trump are gifting us. They're gifting us this election, right. making it competitive. Right. I mean, we haven't won anything, but they, they, this should not be a competitive election because the, the way the inflation, gas prices, Joe Biden's unpopularity, that should conspire to absolutely pummel the crap out of out of the democratic caucus suddenly you know or somehow we're in the game because you know like i said the party out of power feels energized well are we really the party in power right now if the supreme court can come in and take away rights now the supreme court is the party in power that's right that's right so that is mobilizing motivating our base in a way that i haven't seen 
ever. And, you know, like the Obama years were painful. All, all, you know, it was tough to get people excited in the Obama, our people excited in the Obama years. And um, so this is an op- a rare opportunity would not exist without Clarence Thomas and, and Donald Trump. They're, they're gifting us this right now. And so it's, in, it's incredibly important that we take advantage of this opportunity and that we work our butts off to get people to turn out and, and participate and vote. Because we've, we've talked about it, the difference between winning and losing is, is, is the difference between having a more representative democracy and probably fascism. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I mean, Donald Trump's Monday speech was fascist. It was a police state. I mean, this yeah. is not exaggerating. He is calling for a police state, rounding up the homeless, take, taking control of National Guard from, from the states, uh, death penalty for anybody with drug offenses. I mean, this is, this is right. the stuff of, uh, it's a dystopian nightmare, what he's calling for. And for sure, the end of democracy. I mean, he clearly isn't, he has right. no, and the opposite is we win. We, we, we hold the House. We get two seats in the Senate so we can get rid of the filibuster. We can have statehood for D.C. Maybe probably statehood for Puerto Rico. Suddenly you get four Democratic seats. The Senate is still undemocratic, a little less so. Right. You're talking right. about passing voter rights. Um, you're talking about... Um, I, we, we've talked about all the all the pieces. I mean, besides like things like build that better and, and, and whatnot, we're talking about protecting core rights. We can we can we can make abortion legal in all 50 states again. The Supreme Court didn't say that 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 abortion was was uh, unconstitutional. It said, you know, per se, it said it's up to the states to decide whether constitution it's up to the legislatures to decide. And even um, Alito said, you know, women say that this is anti-woman. Well, women can vote. Like he said, right? I mean, very yeah, he literally yeah. wrote it. Like, if you don't like this, vote. So we can, we can get rid of this freaking Dobbs decision overnight by winning the Senate and passing a national right to abortion law. These are all things that are possible. Now, Mark, have you heard Joe Biden talk about this? <laughs> no, no. Have you quiet? Uh, have you heard Kamala? Have you heard the Democrats making that case? I've heard Elizabeth Warren make that case. I've heard Alexandria Casio Cortez make that case. There's been well, in fairness, the vice president made that case the last week of the NAACP convention. She talked about the importance of state elections because that is where the fight is when it comes to Roe. She did say that. No, I was, that, I was there for that. 
But if we hold the Senate, we can actually take it away from the states and we can pass. Oh, yeah, right, right. They can do the House right there. Right. No, we hold the Senate. Yeah. But, you know, just like the Obama White House. Remember, the Obama White House killed the midterms. They announced early on we're going to lose. Yep. I mean, it was just demoralized. You and I talked about that at nauseum. It, it, the, the, the consultant class that runs these White Houses does not like to say anything about potentially winning anything during the midterms. They just they just write it off. They don't know what you've been saying. And I've been sharing what you've been saying all over about how a, a lot of, of party and power midterm losses have to do with perception, even party and power. We are not the Democrats are not the party in power. Yeah. The Supreme Court is the party in power. Now, here's a problem, though, Marcos. I don't think you'll ever get a, a White House to admit it's not in power. Biden is not going to come out and say, hey, I'm the president, but I don't really have any power. Joe uh, Biden, uh, yeah. Joe, Joe Biden literally said, I don't I don't you know, they asked him about the Supreme Court. He said, I'm not going to attack the Supreme Court because I don't want it to lose its credibility as an institution. He thinks they have credibility as an institution. That's the problem with having somebody who entire life was D.C. I don't I'm not a big populist, (laughs) you know, the swamp and the politics. But that's that's what people are talking about when they say that there's been somebody who's been there too long. He still thinks the Supreme Court has credibility. How does he think? How does that process in his brain He's thinking about those Supreme Courts of the, the 1800s that he witnessed when he was. Oh <laughs> you said that, not me this time. <laughs> but you see the problem. Right? Really, I mean, that, that, yeah, that's romanticism. That's, yes. that's kind of like what he says. And I get what he's trying to do when he says when stuff happens, you know, he has this phrase. This is not who we are. Joe, you, this is who we this is what's going on yeah. in this country. It is who we I are. Mean, who, until we who, prove otherwise. I, 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 and I wonder who is the audience he's talking to? He clearly is talking to an audience that I guess is in denial or some audience from a bygone era. But but even with that now, if you really want to get into the age piece, Joe, uh, age, one of the advantages of his age is that he's old enough to remember how bad things were before the Civil Rights Movement, before the Voting Rights Act. So that stuff isn't foreign to him. So when he says this is not who we are, Joe, what you're really saying is you're denying that this is what America was. That's what it always tends to go back to unless we're vigilant about it. It, it's, it falls back. I mean, it goes forward and it falls. It may not fall back as much every time. But that is that is who this country is. And, and like, you know, Reverend Barber always talks about it. We talk about it all the time together. Uh, we may be looking at a third or fourth reconstruction, right? And, and that was before Roe. We were talking about the possibility of a third or fourth reconstruction taking place and not even something that's organized, just organically. That's what happens. It, it, it happens again, quite possibly just on the issue of Roe alone. Mm-hmm. So, Joe, there... But, you know, I was talking to somebody, people call me offline and on the show. What's going on? Why is things so bad? Why is the White House acting this way? And, and, and as, as I think I've said on the show and said to you before, um, my confidential sources say that it is the staff. It is Ron Klain, even more so than Biden and his age, um, that do not know what they're doing. Um, 
one very high-ranking congressional leader confided in me that they even have reason to believe that there's some on the White House staff who are sabotaging Joe Biden. Um, it feels that way, right? Yeah, and and so, um, you know, it it it's it's something has to happen, and then you know the black electorate is feeling more disaffected. There's this new legislation he's talking about putting more cops on the street and you know and people why would you do that so it's so bad as of wednesday night he puts his legislation out there the black caucus congressional black caucus had an emergency meeting and said we're not gonna allow that legislation to come to the floor you we've not gotten accountability for bad policing and now you're talking about putting more cops on the streets because he's listening to the the crime oh people are concerned about crime we have people are concerned about crime, but police haven't been solving crimes anyway. No, Maybe no. You ask, when you ask the police, you had a crime committed, how many times did the police, and you called them and they solved that crime? They don't. What they do is beat people up and kill them. And, but I, and, but just when you think about the political ramifications, you, I mean, I forget how many cops he's talking about adding. Right? And it's 100,000. 100, 100, yeah. Yeah. Do paying deuce paying cops to the police union said, are they going to use that money to run against him? I mean, it's not it's it's like Republicans <laughs> saying, right. you know what, we're going to we're going to we 100,000 new trial attorneys, 100,000 new labor leaders. I mean, even from a practical self-preservation standpoint, why are you funding your what's border patrol union? I mean, are you why send some more money to the big oil so that then they can run ads against you? They can they can fund candidates against you. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. And you look at his numbers. It's not helping. It's not like, oh, he got a bump from that. No, because they think they hear all the oh the defund stuff and that's hurting us. And and I'm not going to I there may be places where that's true. I, I, I actually don't know. But broadly speaking, this is not what this election's about. It's not about defund the police. It's not about critical race theory. It's not about caravans. We've talked about it. It's about abortions. It's about contraception. Right. It's about January 6th insurrection. It's about Donald Trump and his party and his brand of, of fascism uh, taking over the Republican Party. That's what this lean on that. Why? Why are you going to suddenly try to address something that's comp- next? Oh, no, let's do an anti or a anti CRT bill, too, because like he's still in another world or his staff is in another world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Republicans yeah. lean into their advantages. And it might be, you know, in years past, it was enduring caravans. It was stupid, had nothing to do with what people really cared about, but they made it their thing and they used it to to gin up support with their uh, with their core base. Why, right. why, why are they trying to respond to Republican base? That's never going to give him credit. Never. Now never. the democratic base. Now the one place I mean, is there, is there support for the idea that college educated suburban white women care about the fund? <laughs> um, maybe I, who, you know, <laughs> I don't trust, White women. <laughs> but, but, but wait, though, Marcos, do they care about rising crime or defund? Because I don't people don't say defund anymore. That's no. not even that term is not really discussed anymore. So if they're still even tripping off that they're in the past. The thing people are concerned about in terms of cops today is 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 crime. Crime is going up. 
But even a reasonable person can see, well, that makes sense. We just got out of a pandemic. There's inflation. You know, people yeah. aren't able to come back to. I mean, th- there are a lot of factors. I mean, you can almost you don't even have to be any an economist or a criminologist or a sociologist to say, you know, yeah, crime probably is going to go up a little bit in in the in the midst of everything that's going on. Uh, yeah. So and, I don't even think the, people nobody's saying defund anymore. No, Only, no but just but Joe Biden just just de- Joe Biden. He's saying it. I'm not for defund. I'm for <laughs> well, who's still saying defund, Joe. You're you're late. You're slow. You're back. Yeah, in the- yeah, yeah. And and right now they're concerned about their rights being taken away. Um, right. The one thing that Joe said, right, you, can, you know, to Trump, he said, you can't be pro cop and pro insurrection. S- stick to that. You don't need to send more money to police. <laughs> right, right, right. Undermine the Republican pretend support for police, which is only when it's politically expedient to do so. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the same as our soldiers. Right. I mean, oh, they're pro military, but they cut their education benefits. They right, these right. are these are talk about that. Right. That right, doesn't mean right. send them, you know, hundred thousand new. No, they don't need a hundred thousand new cops. Come on. Uh, <sighs> that's, and that's especially right. so, we have material to work with. We have material to work yeah. with. You don't need yeah, to respond to there. You don't have to respond to their attacks. Focus on your core message and pound the crap out of it. It's a good one. For once, we have a good one. <laughs> and the, the whoever whoever's running the January Sixth Committee needs to run the White House. Maybe let's maybe that's Liz Cheney. <laughs> that's Liz Cheney. Because <laughs> um, they said, well, we're not going to have another hearing until September. But then they, they keep putting out new video over the past few years. Like, oh, my God, this is gold. So they're going to keep sharing information. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he needs to take a cue uh, from them, as does he, he and Mayor Garland must have a lot in common. And they, they just must sit around and think about what they're not going to do. Although uh, we know that there's a January 6th investigation in the Justice Department and it's been going on since at least March. So there's no. Yeah, at least March, I think, is when we saw some stuff. So there's some yeah. movement there that we just are now hearing about. So they're not yeah. sitting doing nothing. They may end up doing nothing in the end. Right. But at least there's an investigation. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe when I see you, you know how they can be. Yeah. Um, but but so many other, including. And, and I can share this. We had a. Uh, um, it was an interview. Um, Tuesday, I was at the Jackie Robinson Museum opening. Attorney General Eric Holder was there. Actually, my son interviewed him for for his journalism work this summer. But I talked to Attorney Holder, saying, "Man, what do you think?" And he has said publicly he feels like there should be prosecution, which is unusual for him to even say. Um, but he reiterated that to me that there ought to be prosecution. And I even tested out my theory. I said, what do you think about this, man? What if, what if we just did Al Capone and get what we can get? I said, what if, if Garland just did the, um, the, the mail fraud with the stop the steal fundraising and he did the, which really would, uh, might engender some uh, uh, support from his own base. Cause you're getting, getting those people, their money back. You're saying that he stole your money. Uh, and then the other issue being witness tampering and Holder said, he said, you know, yeah, Mark, I mean, you're right. Those are things, you know, that that can and should happen. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Garland needs to, you know, it, you begin to think whether Biden and, and Garland are, are cut from the same club. Biden's a very fortunate man. Um, he, he couldn't. He, he, yeah, he, he couldn't. He could. This is could have gone because, you know, 
you and I didn't support him for vice president. Uh, and, and the reason being was because of some of his history, including, ladies and gentlemen, and it's polite, it's, he's blessed and it's polite, probably more blessed, that this does not come up every day. Supreme Court is hell. Isn't interesting, though, that the movement has not said, well, you know what? One of the reasons the Supreme Court is the way it is is because of Joe Biden allowing Clarence Thomas right. to take his seat. I mean, he really ought to count his blessings. If I did that, you would never forget about it. Nobody, you, I would, but, but no one would be allowed to forget about it. But when we were talking years ago about his relationship with Clarence Thomas confirmation, his role in it, even him running for president, the risk that just didn't, it didn't get any traction. And he's yeah. fortunate <clears throat> it doesn't because that is a part of, Clarence Thomas does not have to be on the Supreme Court. Democrats had power then. Democrats had the majority. Democrats, and I give this speech all the time, when's the last time the movement had some real victory? When we got sa sanctions against South Africa and overrode Reagan's veto, the movement did that. Number two, the movement stopped the confirmation of Robert Bork. We were able to do that in our lifetime. So I, you know, those of us who were part of that know what it feels like and have experience getting that done. Now everything's changed. But Biden was around then. And Biden was there when Bork was stopped. He celebrated it like everybody else. Biden could have stopped Clarence Thomas. He on his own. No one wanted Clarence Thomas. Mm -hmm. But he on his home, <clears throat> on his own, decided, okay, well, I'm just going to let this go through. So yeah. I, what I've just said, folks, you're probably not going to hear anywhere else because I guess it's impolite to say it. But that's that's what happened. It's it's and it would I would almost be OK with it if he had evolved with the times and realized that these institutions that he reveres and think have so much value and so much credibility, they're broken. Mitch McConnell yeah, broke them. And yeah, so they, he really pretending that there's still status quo is actually feeding into the Republican strategy of destroying our, you know, creating this nihilism towards politics. Right. And it makes nobody happy. This is the part I in politics. If you're going to open your mouth, at least be trying to make somebody happy. Right. They, they went from it makes Reagan, Reagan preached. No more big government, small government. They've gone from small government in, in Reagan to no government. They don't want it to function. That's denialism. They want to sabotage its actual function. And they've been successful at it. So, all right. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Another Thursday coast in the books. Dailycoast.com. Check out the beat wherever you get your podcasts. Check out Civics with a Q. Hear what people are talking about, what some of the trending conversations are and concerns and issues are for the American people. Thanks as always, Marcos. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister or brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love.
And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.